This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 perfect champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is the 5 o'clock hour on the block here on a Tuesday. It always goes up on a Tuesday here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Eric Strickland. And we got yeah, plenty yeah. to bring to you here in our final A lot going hour. on, Bach. A lot going on out there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can talk about right now. But what are we, what are we going to touch on right now? Shoot. Yeah, let's, let's, let's table some of the NBA discussion. Some uh, big trades today right before trade deadline this week. That will be exciting to talk about here in the future, but uh, there's uh, some other storylines. I think we'll just run through, I don't know, there's like five of them that we can kind of run through uh, for this first segment and kind of give our different thoughts uh, on what's going on. Um, first of all, and I don't expect you to know too much about this, but Frankie Fiddler, um, who uh, was, was at Bellevue West, you did see him. Yeah. He put up some numbers. 37 yeah. points for Omaha last night. I'm talking about the yeah. Mavericks, D1 North, basketball. North, North Dakota. North Dakota or North Dakota State. Yeah. Which one was it? I think it was North Dakota State, I believe. I have to State, look right? Here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they took the L, but shoot, yeah. he, he got busy. Frankie Fielder, I mean, one of the things, though, man, about Frankie was what I loved about him is he has tremendous heart. I mean, um, when when you when you kind of want to overlook him and you kind of want to look past him, he 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 sneakily will just give you some work. And uh, he can, he's got a burner on him. He can shoot the ball. He's got touch, both hands. He's crafty. You know, he's got a strong body. And at times he would raise up on you if he had to. You oh know, yeah, bang! So you know, I I really like what Frankie's doing. I mean, they got they got a gem out of Frankie there in Omaha. That was actually a steal. I, I actually think Frankie has the opportunity if he wants uh, continue to put up good numbers, he could jump in the portal and go go a little bit higher. I, I think he's 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 a little bit better for Omaha. To be honest, I mean, I, I that's the way yeah. I view it. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly could see it. He, he's doing well. Like you said, 37 points last night. That was the most of any freshman at the D1 level in any game this year. Period. Yeah. Period. So, uh, yeah. and Bryce McGowns, as we know, is, is is the second leading freshman as far as scoring in the nation. But he hasn't got 37. So, congratulations to Frankie Fiddler. Just want to give a shout-out to a local B-West, guy. West, baby. Yeah, Bellevue West. We, That's right. we put up numbers in the, <laughs> down the Thunderdome. Oh, they call it something. They call it the Flock Squad now or – they called oh, yeah. the Thunderdome back in the day, baby. Mad Max. <laughs> East Spick was Mad Max up in that joint. And I do want to I, I apologize to North Dakota State because it was North Dakota. Um, was North but Dakota. Uh, both of them got wins over Omaha recently. For what it's worth, Omaha not doing too well. Four and 20 uh, right now. So uh, Creighton's kind of the basketball team carrying the state right now for Nebraska. But either way, uh, absolute shout out to Frankie Fiddler for getting it done. That's uh, that's notable in, in at least. So uh, let's let's but jump. A, wait, 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 let's check real quick on that. Yeah. What I loved about it as I watched it, what there was no give up. 
There was no lay down. It was to the bell, I mean, to the buzzer went off. He, they, the team continued to fight. I mean, they, they were down, you know, double digits, but they continued to fight until the, that. I can appreciate L's all day if they happen in that manner. And that's what I love about what they did. What uh, I, I've got to ask you this. This is more of a long-term question. How big? Uh, how how offended would you be if if Omaha wins an NCAA tournament game before Nebraska? Ooh, <laughs> I would be so heated. Yeah, Ooh. that's a little bit away. They're four and twenty, like I said too. But I I think they almost qualified a few years ago, and I'll, I'll be cheering for them to get there. Uh, like again, right now it's probably not happening this year. But I love any. I don't want to say this about Creighton, but I love the state of Nebraska in the in the kind of the culture of basketball raising up. That's what I loved them jumping. People could be um, feel some sort of way about Trev Alberts cutting this program or that program. I'm a basketball guy, so I thought it was awesome getting up them up to D1. Obviously, Creighton moving to the Big East over from uh, the Missouri Valley. I just I, I think the basketball in the state is awesome for Nebraska to have three D1 teams, and and hopefully yeah, one I of them can is. can push through in the end. And hopefully it's the Huskers, obviously more than. Anything, yeah, but. yeah. I, I, um, I had, I, I've been pretty close to the program for quite some time. There's, uh, there's one that is has made a big name for himself out there. I remember, um, um, Tony Stubblefield, who is now coaching at DePaul. Yeah, long time Oregon worked a long time with, uh, with Altman. Um, back when you could do things like this, he, he, he was down at Texas Arlington, and I was still playing with the Mavericks, so I used. It, it, people don't understand. I used to, I used to help. I helped people's careers. I helped him to get his career going. Yeah. Uh, he would bring players by my house, and you know, I, he would bring them to the games, and I'd get them tickets. And that's when you can kind of do stuff like that. I'd get them tickets, and they bring them to the game, and get them backstage passes so that they can come. But it helped him to secure some some players down there for him, and and he just he became a great one in the recruiting game of of of, of doing that. Now he's a head coach at DePaul. Kudos to Tony Stubblefield, UNO Maverick. And uh, so I watched the program from even back then. Um, and, and to watch what Trev has done and getting them dorms and, and just the facilities that have been upgraded tremendously um, has been, been good. They've had some pretty good players that have come through there and, and transition on. And, and so hopefully they'll be able to get the program back in order. Yeah, we'll see. I think Frankie Fiddler, like you said, uh, might have some other opportunities after kind of opening the nation's eyes there last night. But maybe he'll stick through and help them uh, push through in the end uh, and get Omaha over the top. We'll see. Uh, he's got plenty of years to do it. Like we said, he's just a freshman. Um, some other uh, headlines maybe to talk about today. I did want to talk about the transfer portal altogether because um, a few different notes in college football about the transfer portal. Uh, Lincoln Riley was on the herd today uh, and talking about uh, a few players. I think they took three total from Oklahoma. Of course, including Caleb Williams, the, the prize uh, headliner for the transfer portal so far this year and probably will be. Um, Lincoln Riley said, we didn't take those players from Oklahoma. We took them from the transfer portal. Would you agree with that? Or do you think that that's a good, some good coach speak right there? Great coach speak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, there's no greater answer than what he just said. I, I, hey, what did I do? I yeah. just went in the portal just like every other coach and did what what I'm supposed to go in there and grab them. I also like that they could have did that way earlier and it would have looked way worse. Right. Um, the weight allowed the transfer portal to take its course. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go in and grab them. So it don't look like, you know, what, what the 
optics could have looked like in that particular situation. So I now I'm kind of understanding the way that that solidified his answer to that question. I'm like, what did I do? I just left and went and took an opportunity that was presented to me. A great one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't have taken that opportunity? I'm just saying, yeah. you know, but, but at the end of the day, you know, kids, that's, that's their right. They get, get in the transfer portal and do what they want to do. Um, let me just say this though, how heated I was, you got a little inside scoop on, on how Streaky's mind was thinking at one point I was, man, I'm telling you, I was done. And if I would have had a transfer portal, it very much, I might've jumped in that thing. Really? Uh, it, because back then it was so difficult to transfer because you would have had to sit out and wait and maybe lose a year and all kinds of stuff like right. that. But uh, if the transfer portal, the, how heated I was at that period of time, oh, yeah, they might not have been able to say nothing to me. I might have just jumped in the portal and did a tra- – uh, like a, you, when, when we say portal, I think about Stargate. Yeah. I think about, <laughs> you know, like, zoom, like going to another – Yeah. Like, <laughs> Floating like in the portal. <laughs> so, yeah, I might have did that. I might have did a transfer somewhere. Well, I think portal. that's that's part of the larger discussion, right? Is that like it, it builds character to have to sit through something that you don't like, and that's, you know, you, you know, you to, to grow into an adult, you're gonna have to learn that there's gonna be, you know, not everything's life. gonna go your way. And if you and and, and hopefully, part of the uh, the ideal is supposed to be, you know, if you sit through it, fight through it, it can pay off in the end. And obviously, for you, it, it paid off in the end. But I do think mm-hmm. that if if the transfer portal were there and that's not to say you know i don't know if it doesn't necessarily have to be college athletics job to teach you that specific lesson i suppose like you know there's different ways you can kind of learn that um so i'm not saying it's better or worse but you do wonder i i just wish there was a uh you know a peek into the you know the the lens of history i suppose of what it would look like if this transfer portal and this one-time exception where you can transfer anywhere for a year what how that would have changed college sports and just how we see it and how many of guys that we think of of just you know because it's called it, it, cuz it is college unlike professional sports you usually you think of a guy okay we played on this team and that team and I remember him in that jersey but college sports is usually just the one jersey you think of um how many different guys would have hit the portal yeah no it's it's interesting i, I look back at it i even look back at it in 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 on the football team from back there i know there were some guys that, that i was close to that had some frustrations and whatnot um, but like you said, it built character. And, and that, that was the one thing that I always loved about coach Osborne. I mean, it was, it, it, he was the, he was one of those guys that when he sat down or he talked to you, you were drawn into it. It's like, he was so subtle and, and just, he was, he was a, he was a smooth criminal. It's so just like Michael Jackson, he was a smooth yeah. criminal <laughs> because like, I would just be walking to the training table or whatever, he might pass by me sometimes. He'd be like, hey, Strick, how you doing? When you coming? It'd be subtle. It wouldn't <laughs> yeah. even be like, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be like he would grab me by the arm and say, hey, man, come on, get in here. You know, yeah. he'd just be like, hey, so yeah, when you coming? Okay, all right. Well, it's good to see you. Have a good day. All and right. keep on going. <laughs> and, and that would happen like once every month. And then all of a sudden I tiptoe out there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like, just plant that bug in here. It was it was just a yeah, just a little slow low key plug. It wasn't nothing that would kick you out. The you know where you would just be like, man, damn, I'm trying to avoid Coach Osborne. No, it was like I was drawn, I was drawn out there on on the low key. So it was it was yeah, it was kind of wild. Well, it's kind of cool too because I know this is a little bit later. I believe this was still knee. 
this might have been Barry Collier by the time. Like, but my, the guys I remember is like Matt Davidson and, and Wilson Thomas. Those guys going over yeah. to the program. Um, what was there like a, a, a mutual respect between Danny Nee and Tom Osborne? But you know, they like 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 a player like you. You said you know, Coach Nee at some point had to say, God, "We need you for the basketball court to stay healthy." Um, uh, they did didn't they, have they that. probably but... have to have a, a sit down at some points and and say, you know, I I appreciate we know I know that that Strick could play. But I, but you, I mean, you got a championship program here. I'm trying to build something, T.O. Come on. That that uh, it is my understanding that those conversations did happen. I'm coming in. That was one of the things that they were trying to iron out how that could work. But there's so much overlap with football and basketball yeah. that it's so difficult, right? Because by the time the, the the at that time the Big Eight. You get into that, and then you maybe get into a bowl, which they were getting into bowls. Oh, yeah. um, by the time all of that, then you're right in the big eight. So, like, you miss the court. So, it just really wasn't working. And then baseball was thrown into that mix. So, it really wasn't working at that point, right? But I, I did have some some freedoms to to make those decisions, and, and, and it did come down to it. I had some extensive conversations with my dad and – I just knew that it wouldn't work. I was already wore out coming back to school in the spring. I mean, um, uh, after baseball season, coming back, as I dang near went into probation because I was just so mentally tired that I was like, I'm not going to class, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized, then I realized, I realized that, okay, I said, oh, shoot, if my grades drop, which they are, I'm about to be on probation. I need to get in there and get it cracking. I need to start stepping up because they're checking my class. Yeah. When this winter time comes, I don't want nobody. So, man, I started hitting it. I hit the grades. I became an academic all big eight. And so at that point, I'm like, oh, they're not, they're not checking my class. My grades is good. <laughs> so I could take a day off. I'm like, cool. Oh, yeah. I ain't going to class today. <laughs> and I made sure my grades was in order. But that, that was one of the things that kind of really helped me to step my grade my grades up is because I'm like, I don't want them standing at the door every freaking day I'm <laughs> yeah. coming to class. <laughs> How about checking on uh, O Street? Did they, did, did they ever have the sneaky, uh, was it, was, I don't know if it was the, you know, the head coach's job or just one of the assistants to, to go and make sure that the, the bars were not filled uh, at maybe at least the one o'clock hours with uh, Husker basketball players. Um, I don't, I don't, we, we really didn't have that. I mean, coach gave us, you know, respect for that level to make sure that, as long as we did our job, we can do our thing. Yeah. And, and um, I think that as a whole, let me say to speak, I think we managed that pretty good Yeah. For as a whole. I mean, I'm not, there was sparses of, you know, people kind of not being able to, to take care of that. But as a collective, for the most part, we were able to handle that. Um, yeah. You know, respectful. And, and I think we all, we all in a way kind of held each other accountable. And I thought that was pretty cool. You know, if we made sure we was good, we made sure we got back. If, you know, somebody was a little, little extra, we made sure we got the ones that wasn't got them to where they needed to be. So we, we kind of took, took onus of that. Let me ask you this, because I mean, we're kind of going through the different uh, things that coaches have to do off the field. Who, which one of your teammates from back in the day at Nebraska do you think would be the, the most problematic with social media if it were a thing at you know when you guys played was there somebody that you would think would just be too loud on social media or were you were I, pretty good I, with I that would too? think it would probably be 
either Mikey Moore <laughs> yeah. or Jam- or Jamar Johnson. Well, Jamar was no. Jamar was kind of a sneak. Yeah, so no, it would, I, I would say probably Mikey Moore. It'd yeah. probably be Mikey He's Moore. just a vocal he guy. Probably, yeah, it wouldn't have been Teron. It wouldn't have been, you know, I don't I, you know, yeah, I think it might have been probably Mikey, maybe Badge. <laughs> yeah. That, but, yeah, shoot, I, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of a sneaky link, too. I, yeah. I was... Maybe yourself. You know, we 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 we, we had to, we had to, but look, we had some ways of doing creep moves though. This is how we did our creep moves because I had, you know, like I said, I I had money, so I had bought my own car. I had like a Mazda six two six with oh, some yeah. nice little rims, and it's from the baseball. It, I was, the baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah from baseball. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, and all of us pretty much had a car. We had right. transportation. So, uh, me and Badge were roommates. We had a three bedroom, so it was just two of us. So we really had a nice size room. So if I wanted to sneak somewhere, I'd be like, "Badge, I'm gonna drive your car. You drive mine." So I go, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I see my throw car. people <laughs> off." So yeah, I like it. Yeah, we was throwing, we would do that, man. We would switch cars up, man, and and then just just do our little creek moves. But that was kind of the way we snuck around. <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's a, some high level thinking there to get away with some stuff. I like it. Uh, Yo, man, if you have a question, if you if there's somebody want to have a question and kind of get a little inside scoop, yeah, on the block, call us right now. On the Honda Linga hotline at 402-464-5685. Stricky wanna talk to you. I'm hey right now I'm an open book. You better get you. You gotta catch me while I'm an open book. Yeah. Because when I when I close the book, <laughs> you don't get the inside scoop on the block. That's right. I, don't let me just keep asking my questions. Give us a call, 402-464-5685. If you got any questions for Strick uh about his playing days or, or even now. I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff. Uh we should have we should do it's an open up segment. Days. Yeah, there's some days. We we have this like question, uh, you know, that's a that's a topic that we've that we've had or I, I should say a show segment we've had before here on the station. We should open that up to you uh, one of these days, and we'll do it now. If you if you guys want to give us a call, 402-464-5685, or you can ask us on the text line, uh, same number, 402-464-5685, if you got any questions for Strick, which I, I, I find it fascinating just because, um, you know, you can go run through all those sports, right? Like where you, you drafted in baseball, you know, at least gave a little shot uh, at football. If it would have worked out, you could have been a football player for uh, Nebraska. And then obviously the success you've had in the, in basketball and moving on to the next level. Listen, there's two, there, there, I'm going to give, I'm going to give somebody uh, some little more inside scoop on the block. There was two things that is not regrettable, but regrettable. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's an oxymoron of regret. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so I played with the Florida Marlins. Uh, some of the guys I played with ended up going on to be on the big league team. There was progression for me to move up. There was no one there. It wasn't like, you know, Big Poppy or it wasn't like David Justice or it wasn't like somebody that was over Gary Sheffield or something yeah. like that was waiting on me. There, it was pretty open because they had teams, but they they weren't locked in. It was kind of like they had those expansion draft guys that kind of came through the program, right? So they were looking to move me up. Okay. So Edgar Renteria, who was uh, a great shortstop for the oh, Marlins, yeah. he ends up hitting the, hitting the game, game winner to win the championship. He was on my team. I'm like, dang, what if I would have stayed and played right field? Would I have gotten a championship ring with the Marlins? <laughs> Could have. Makes you say, hmm, right? Yeah. So then I come out that come out just before the spring for those those you know practices with the with the Nebraska team and 
things were okay, looking well. There was a fight by the linebacker crew, Tony Samuels and, and Coach Brown, as to which one's going to get the services of Strick. Is it going to be on the linebacker side? Is it going to be on the offensive side? And so I'm running some stuff there, and they end up winning <laughs> a national championship. That's right. That freaking season. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why shouldn't I? I just should have just stayed. If I would have just stayed, I would have got one of them, man. But that's just a little inside school. That is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Your your yeah. your opportunities. I and I I've thought about asking you that too. Is I mean, like, you had such a great NBA career. I mean, there's no you wouldn't think that you would look back, but um, the opportunities there. I mean, you're, you're for a lot of you know, it's hard for like I guess uh, somebody who's not a high level athlete to imagine you know thinking that you could be an, a pro athlete. In more than one sports, but obviously that was uh, on the on the uh, you know a possibility for you. Um, we got a few questions off the text line as you're opening up here. Um, feel free to deny some of these or or, or shoot them down here. Um, uh, Brev asks, ever get in trouble on O Street? No, I was a I was a model citizen on O Street. Um, <laughs> e Stricky was one of the cleanest men to operate on O Street. There you go. go. No trouble, just clean. Uh, How about Clotonia John says, uh, uh, you know, my spot was Iguana. Oh, were you? Iguana. Yeah. And the brass rail. That was those two nice. of my spots. That's where I spent my time. <laughs> yeah, it was still around. Uh, 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 Clotonia John says, who was the worst locker room teammate that you've had? Yeah, that's a, that in might get sport? you in trouble. In yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Dennis Rodman. Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. You said it before. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of blew up that team a little bit for a yeah, bit. Yeah, blew that team up. But you yeah, said that was like a twenty-day experiment. They kind of recognized it and got rid of him soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it cost us a playoff because we 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 missed the playoff. I think by maybe eight games, and we lost ten with him. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> so we probably you know we probably could have we probably could have snuck it out at the end, but we ended up. Uh, but why did they have a play in back in my day? Yeah, that'd have been why nice. They, yeah, that would have been dope. We would have made some noise back yeah, then. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, Josh says, "What do you miss about '90s Lincoln, Nebraska? That's gone. Is there anything that that's changed about Lincoln that you go? I like that part. Maybe even the Devaney. I don't know." I don't know. Do they still have amigos like right over there off the, you know, <laughs> off the off uh, O Street, just kind of behind, heading back towards the campus? Is that amigo still there? Uh, I think they just moved that a couple weeks, like a couple years ago. <sighs> just, just in that was the spot after you didn't had just a few of them, and you went over to amigos, and you oh, might have yeah. seen a fine honey walking through there. And yeah, that was <laughs> amigos, was amigos. That thing hit different. That hit different right there with, the, with a few bruises in you. Oh, man. 90s Amigos was way cooler than when, by the time I oh, got yeah. there. Uh, oh, it was, yeah. It was a spot. Didn't Dano says, what was your favorite pro baseball teammate? Um, ooh, oh, um, one of my buddies, um, um, Eddie Christian. Um, Eddie Christian out of California. Uh, he was my roommate, uh, him and Anthony Bonifazio. Those two were, were, were really, really, really good friends of mine. Anthony, we still are in touch. Anthony's out in, uh, Las Vegas now doing really well. We used to call him rock. So if you imagine what, what the rock looks like, he was like the epitome of the rock. He, he was just real rock diesel, (laughs) handsome dude, slick back hair, you know, yeah, we called him, and then Eddie was just, you know, we was just like room dog. We was good people, so yeah. Oh yeah, those two, Eddie Christian and um, and and shout out to them. I'm, if y'all listening, shout out to y'all. I love y'all, man, dearly. 
Uh, Beatrice says, shout out to Mazda 626, my favorite car I had to drive. Felt like a souped-up go-kart, so people have had fun with that before. Oh, yeah. um, manual, too. Manual. Oh, yeah. I was getting it. Yeah, manual. <laughs> I still I only know how to drive an automatic, so I wouldn't be able to help out there. Um, how about uh, this one? Always look forward to Eric Strickland's basketball camp growing up. I have, still have my signed basketball from everyone at camp, so good shout-out there. Um, another question, do you do you collect any of your own basketball cards? Did, or did you? I do. You do? Hold that. I'm going to show you. Yeah, yeah. He's going to go grab. I know he's got some of his jerseys, too. And we get some, uh, we're getting some calls in here. So, yeah. 402-464-5685. We've basically just opened up a Ask Strick type of segment here uh, as uh, Strick is grabbing some of his uh, basketball cards that he's collected uh, from himself. I bet none of them are in the Vancouver Grizzlies. That's what I've learned so far. Oh, yeah. He's got them all right there. It looks nice. You, you can see it on the on, on the uh, Starter Heyman video stream. If you if you've got it, he's got nine of them framed up right there. Uh, Strick, are and in there's a Grizzlies. There is a Grizzlies the one. <laughs> oh, there is one. I guessed wrong. It? Yeah, I do see it. That's yeah. That looks nice. That jersey's <laughs> sick. Uh, we got a we got a call. That's probably the only thing Grizzlies I got. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I still think you should have kept that jersey. Uh, hey, I, my boy might have it. I might oh, get really? that back and sell yeah, that you better thing. Get I, that I'm going to check with him and see if he still got it. <laughs> and sell it. <laughs> you don't want to hang it up on the wall with your other ones? No. No, I no. I sell no. it. Yeah. It's probably worth more. I called up my guys up there up in Vancouver. One of my boys, he owns a uh, sports memorabilia shop on Oh, there it is. He's from Vancouver, too. He'll want it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's go to Sterling on the Haunt of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Sterling, what you got for Strick? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Strick, it, listen to these 90s memories. It kind of took me back. Uh, I graduated in 96 from high school, and I remember you came to Utica to Centennial High School, too. We had, like, a little uh, youth basketball deal, and uh, you came out to that and was super with the kids, and uh, I remember after you left, me and my buddies that were in high school were like, that dude was huge. Like, I, we couldn't believe how big of a dude you were. And then, hey, uh, speaking of that, Amigos on uh, just off O Street, if you remember, there was always an officer in there, always the same one. And you yes. walk in and you're always yeah. kind of like freaking out at first. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's always there. He's cool. Yeah, he was always <laughs> there. Yeah, the same guy. He just was always there. He didn't bother nobody. And then what, what went, went crazy is they started charging at one point. It's like it was so it was so such the spot that they say we're gonna make this little five dollars. A cover money. charge to get an Amigos? Yes. What the heck was going on in the nineties? Get into the Amigos. <laughs> a police officer and a cover charge? Was there like a dance floor? Was there no? Was there alcohol was just, there? What's it was going just on? The spot, man. Oh it was man, just a spot to be. You might see something. Walk through that Amigos. <laughs> and honey's there. You said I. I have honey's no clue what's going honey's. on. Oh, man, I had no clue Amigos was that cool back in the day. Uh, unfortunately, we got to take a quick break. We might uh, continue this Ask Strick uh, type of segment as well. If you want to keep the book open, it's up to Strick, really. Uh, but yeah, uh, we will uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll hit on more of that and some NBA trades on the other side of this break on the block. <laughs> 